32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. As we get closer and closer to the end of the year, some fantastic events continuing around the globe. And back here in South Africa, we have one of the biggest cycle races, the Telcom 947 Cycle Challenge around the streets of Joburg. It's a fantastic race, not the easiest race. There's some climbing, not some very long climbing, but definitely some difficult climbing. And you've got to make sure that you are fueled and you are ready for that challenge. On this edition of 32GI Sports Nutrition, Mark Wolf is back with myself, Mr. Active David Katz. And Mark, let's start ahead of the race because the work's been done effectively, but the day before a race is important when it comes to nutrition and importantly, part of that, of course, hydration, isn't it? Uh, yes, Dave, 100%. And you really do need to start looking at nutrition, I would say, a week before the event, uh, specifically around things uh, such as uh, trying to keep uh, any nonsense out of the diet. So I would try and limit sugar intake and, and limit junk food intake at least the week before. Uh, try and hydrate as much as possible. Obviously, hydration comes in the form of water. And try and eat cleanly that, that, uh, that week before the event. And, and one of the other reasons is you want to try and get to the event in, in a good weight shape as well. You don't want to end up gaining any additional weight when you actually aren't putting in a lot of training the week before. Um, a lot of people try to... Uh, burn off more calories than they're eating but in that last week is not going to happen so keep that diet uh, in check and I think that's also something that's very critical as you get to around 72 hours before the event uh, that's where you really need to start focusing on your food and we can start off with a few things I think hydration is probably one of the most critical aspects um, and there I'd be making sure that I'm getting in around 30 to 40 milliliters of fluid per kilogram of body weight per day and, um, and, and that is very important because you need to arrive on race day properly hydrated and uh, for the fluid to be pulled into the system properly and to be properly hydrated, it does take time. So drinking frequently through each day uh, will definitely help. Um, one of the other things you should try and uh, also focus on is, again, keeping it clean. Um, you need to know if you have any food intolerances. Many people do, um, but they don't listen to those messages when it comes to food intolerances. And I'm talking about lactose intolerance or people that are fiber intolerant. Um, so in those cases, I mean, if you are lactose intolerant, you should definitely try and avoid dairy 72 hours before. And uh, if you're fiber intolerant, you should probably limit or reduce the amount of fiber intake as well a couple of days before. Uh, there are some athletes that actually three days before an event, they cut fiber completely in order to make sure that their digestive systems are nicely intact for the day and that they aren't going to be agitated whatsoever. So it's not just about fueling. I think it's also about comfort. Um, you, you don't want to have any digestive disorders on the day. And it's like somebody the night before a race going and, and, uh, and eating a big piece of steak, uh, which the next morning is obviously going to be carried with them through that race. So, so it's also about comfort levels. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about fueling now. Um, but that's where my focus would be, is around hydrating properly, eating cleanly, and if there is anything that impacts you negatively, whatever it is, um, avoid those particular foods to make sure that you don't be impacted on the day. Because most people have been training for quite a number of months for an event like this. And the last thing you want to do is arrive at uh, the Telcom 947 Cycle Challenge and actually land up with a, uh, a stomach problem on the day 
or even just lack of energy and fatigue. I mean, you want to be in tip-top shape um, to put in a really good effort. As far as um, talking about the day before the event goes, uh, and that's, that's probably the most critical, as you get closer to the event, so the criticality of what you consume becomes more and more important. And I think the day before the event is, is one that's also critical. A lot of people tend to overdo it. They tend to overeat it. It's not a long race, uh, the cycle challenge. It's, it's, it's really not a long race. Well, for many people, it might be a long race. But um, if you talk about it in hours compared to an ultra-distance event, it really isn't a long race. We're talking between two and a quarter hours probably for the elites, maybe even less, up to maybe six hours for the backpackers, I think. And um, over that period of time, I mean, everybody's going to look at, uh, at different types of fueling. I'll get into the fueling now. But the day before the event, I would just say, keep your eating clean. You can slightly up your carbohydrate intake, probably around the daytime. Uh, make sure you definitely hydrate the day before the event. That's very, very important to hydrate the day before the event. Um, don't go and cram in all that fluid in the evening because you really aren't going to sleep. You're going to be running up and down to the loo every five seconds. The most important thing is to actually hydrate consistently through the day. Smaller amounts of water as you get closer to the evening, but you can take in larger volumes uh, earlier on in the day because obviously you, you're not so worried about sleep. And then make your bigger meal probably your lunchtime meal. Uh, rather eat an earlier dinner and, uh, and make that meal a small meal. You don't have to stress too much about overeating at night. Uh, there's no reason to have a massive pasta or spaghetti bolognese or whatever it is the night before. It's just going to overload you. You're going to lie in bed with pre-race nerves as well as a full stomach um, and you're just going to lie there and you're going to really battle to fall asleep. And I think the most important thing the night before an event is to actually get some good sleep. Uh, it starts off very, very early in the morning. Most people are going to be up between 3 and 4 in the morning. It's not a lot of sleep, so you want to, you know, sleep does, it does impact your energy levels, and the more sleep you get, the better off you'll be. Uh, the biggest focus meal would be the morning of the event. So keep it clean, keep it simple the day before, don't overdo it. A lot of people ask me what kind of meals I should eat. First of all, don't do anything different that your body isn't used to. Um, I would also avoid eating out. Um, I only trust my own hand when it comes to food preparation, especially before a race. Um, if you are traveling out of town and, uh, and coming up to Johannesburg for the event, um, I would suggest that you probably bring some foods with you that you know um, suit you and you don't have to rely purely on, say, hotel or, or, or lodge food, etc. Uh, as far as um, the, the night before, I mean, it could be simple as just eggs on toast, it could be a pasta, um, it could be a chicken salad, it could be an egg salad, it could be a tuna salad, it could be toasted sandwiches, it could be anything that you find uh, would be suited to your particular um, eating patterns or, or diet. As far as the, the next morning goes, the, the day of the race, I would say that uh, you need to consume a meal a minimum of two hours before the race. Don't eat any closer to the race because you want to make sure that um, what you have eaten um, has digested nicely and that will be utilized as fuel for later on in the event. Do not skip that pre-race meal. A lot of people like to skip meals and they're just going to feel much more hurt uh, much later on because their blood sugar will drop. So I think that that's another very important aspect is making sure that you don't skip that pre-race meal. I think that is the most critical meal of the day. Um, that is your fuel for the race. Uh, what you consume, again, depends on the kind of diet that you follow. Um, for people that are sort of high carbohydrate eaters, to have oats um, or a muesli or 
um, you know, eggs on toast or just toast with, with uh, banana on it uh, and peanut butter or nut butter. I mean, all of those are options. If that's something that you would normally eat and you have tested it during training, um, I would say great and go ahead and do that on race day. Obviously, for your, your low-carb, high-fat eaters, is a completely different thing. Uh, you guys will probably take in a lot higher fat. I would take it in the form of medium-chain triglycerides, so a lot of MCTs. Focus on your coconut oils, um, you know, and, uh, and any other forms of MCT that you can get in because that will free up a lot of free fatty acids and help with your energy levels as well. And uh, again, you need to hydrate before the event. Um, I think that's something that's also uh, very critical. So to consume fluid, again, don't overdo it. You don't want an overload, overloaded bladder. Before the event, there are some people that consume large amounts of fluid, but they can handle it. Um, again, uh, consume the amount of fluid that is suited to your body so that you don't end up running up and down to the toilet um, while you're trying to wait in the starting blocks because temperatures are lower, bladder contracts, you've overdrunk, and, uh, and what's going to happen is you're going to feel it on the day. So I think that that's another important aspect. Uh, one of the things that I'm a very big fan of uh, pre-race, and this is if you, if you can consume caffeine, I'm a very big fan of caffeine intake. Uh, I think it's it's got an amazing benefit and uh, if you are going to consume caffeine you can consume anywhere from one to two milligrams per kilogram of body weight even three to four hours before the event. Um, caffeine takes around 60 minutes to metabolize properly. Um, it has got a shelf life of probably around four to five hours so if you do want to utilize that as a benefit then at least 60 minutes before the event you could take in some caffeine. Um, and then you could actually take it again at the start and you can take it through the event. Um, maybe for more, you know, more for your race making, uh, for the more race making guys, I mean, I think that that's, uh, that's quite, a, quite a benefit. Um, yeah, so again, keep it simple, keep it clean, and, um, and uh, if there's any questions, I suppose they can, they can ask at the coach at 32gr.com. I mean, we're available and we will be at Expo that week as well. Well, Mark, that was something I was going to ask you. Um, you do do most of the expo, so Mark Wolf uh, and a lot of the 32GI team will be available at the expo at the Ticket Pro Dome. Mark, that's some great advice leading up to the event, and we've talked previously about uh, planning for the actual race and what you're going to consume during the race. Some, some tips there for the guys. I mean, yes, you need to have that plan in, but what are the key things they should look out for during the race? Well, again, this is uh, it's, it's quite an important question, and I think a lot of a lot of other people out there will say, you know, take a gel, take a, a bar, you know, maybe take a drink, etc. But the truth of the matter is, is everybody is very different in what they can consume during exercise. And the first question that I always ask somebody is, what are you currently doing during training? And I think that's the most important question. You definitely don't want to change what somebody's done during training and then change it on race day. Because if you do that, chances are, it's either going to, look, chances are it's going to hurt the person or it's going to leave the person with a bit of discomfort during the race. So I think the most important thing, and we can't stress this enough, and we stress it over and over again when we talk about fueling, is you need to train your stomach for what you're going to do in the race. And I think that that's a, a very important uh, factor. Uh, one of the other aspects um, that you need to take into account is if you haven't developed a fueling strategy, what are you actually going to do on race day? I think you need to really be considering that quite seriously, it's already too close to the race to be making any drastic changes. But uh, one of the other questions I ask somebody, uh, you know, over and above what they've been doing during training is, um, do you prefer a liquid feed or a solid feed? And I think that's also very, very important because uh, 
some people can eat solids during exercise and others can't. Uh, some people prefer liquid intake. Um, and then obviously there's a, there's a combination between the two. Some people can do both. So I think that's one of the, the important factors. And lastly, another very important question is how long are you going to be doing this event in? How long is it going to take you? Because if you're doing it in two, two and a half hours, your fueling strategy will be completely different to somebody who's doing it in, say, five or six hours. Somebody who's doing it in two and a half hours doesn't really need a lot of fuel. And they could probably, first of all, their breathing patterns are going to be a lot more dense, a lot heavier. Um, uh, there's no ways that somebody racing uh, 94.7 in, in two and a half hours will be able to consume by eating a food solid because their airways need to be completely open. So they would probably rely more on a liquid feed. And a liquid feed would consume of probably an isotonic carbohydrate energy drink or, you know, in, in conjunction with a gel, etc. Um, that's probably the easiest for those kind of uh, what we call race snakes. I think if somebody's taking a lot longer, they will have the ability to look at, uh, at food solids if they can consume food solids. And it's probably better to do that because they're probably going at a much uh, more controlled pace, I would say. Uh, breathing is not as intense as somebody that's racing at a much higher level. And um, they have got the ability to actually consume probably more natural foods than, than, than taking in, uh, from a supplement point of view, taking in supplements. So, and again, our digestive systems are far more catered towards natural foods because we do eat food solids daily. So, you know, do what's easy on the stomach and do what you're used to. Um, because if you do take supplements, you definitely need to train your gut to be adapted to those supplements. So again, it's just a matter of determining liquid feed or solid feed, what do you prefer, and then from there deciding uh, which is more suited to you uh, during that race. Uh, one of the other things I always stress to people is that when you do start feeding, don't wait uh, for an hour or two hours into the race before you start taking in your nutrition. If you are going for longer, you want to try and get the nutrition in as early as possible um, because what you take in earlier is going to be utilized later. Uh, another thing is, is that you've got the ability to take in nutrition early on um, because sometimes at a later stage, you're actually tired of actually consuming, uh, whether it's supplements, you, you're tired of consuming anything that's sweet, you maybe want something that's salty, etc. Um, it gets a lot hotter, the palate changes, uh, becomes more sensitized uh, to taste, um, you're losing a lot more fluid in the heat of the day. So I think all these things need to be taken into account. And uh, the, earlier you, the earlier on you feed, the better it's going to benefit you later. So I would say once you're into the race about 20 minutes in um, and you're feeling comfortable, I think that's the stage that you can actually um, start feeding. And again, don't overload the system. Take in small amounts at a time. You know, if you want to get in between 200 and 300 calories per an hour, then rather do it by consuming... Uh, you know, over split intervals, so take in every 20 minutes, so three times an hour um, or every half an hour, but don't go and eat just once because you want to keep those blood sugar levels stabilized as, as much as possible. The other thing is smaller amounts are easier on the digestive system than taking in large amounts at a time. A lot of people um, have asked me, can't I just consume as many carbohydrates as I want? And my answer is absolutely not. It's not about what you stick in your mouth, but it's about what the body is capable of absorbing. So if you haven't trained your gut to be able to consume 90 grams of carbs per an hour and you just suddenly do that on race day chances are you're going to land up in big trouble so you rather keep it um, smaller and more frequent as opposed to trying to get in as much as possible sometimes minimal minimal fueling actually lands up being far better for you in the long run than overloading the system because once you've done that there is no point of return 
Well, there you have it, a complete uh, pre-race. Let's call it 24 hours before and during the race for the Telcom 947 Cycle Challenge. And that key bit of advice, as always, don't try anything new on race day. Thanks for joining us once again from Mark Wolf and myself, Mr. Active David Katz. Do tune in next week because we're going to be looking at post-race recovery. 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.